What's happening, guys? Welcome to the Dynasty War Zone, the People's Dynasty Podcast, and you are here for the Dynasty Stock Report. That's right. We're looking at Dynasty Stock Up and Stock Down after an NFL Week 3. Um, I'll tell you who stocks up, even though I'm down because he's not here, uh, is my co-host, Jerry Sinclair. Jerry is out handling uh, business, if you will, and so he's going to be out this week, but in out from behind the producer's glass. You know him as Kevin Smick, our producer. We call him Producer Kevin. Kevin, what's going on, man? Memphis, what is up? I am thrilled to be on the show this week. This is great. Uh, Jerry is a big shot. He's doing big shot things. Shout out to him. Uh, glad to fill in for him. Got big shoes to fill, but I'm ready to go. A hundred percent. You know what Jerry's, Jerry's like, hey, step in my office. That's You're right. fired. That's right. You know, you, you know, Jerry's out here. He's letting people go. Um, I hope that guy's not a listener. I'm, I'm trying. If if he is, if if, here's the thing, even if you are a listener, if Jerry has to fire you, it doesn't (laughs) matter. You, you got fired for a reason. I don't think Jerry's out there just, you know, dropping the hammer on people for, for no good reason. So, uh, let's get through a couple of things real quick and we will jump into it. We got a jam packed show, a lot to cover. And, uh, just a quick reminder, we are a two channel show. If you're watching live on YouTube, or I guess you're watching, uh, post edit from this very same Kevin, five o'clock on Thursdays on the Player Profiler YouTube channel. Um, we also have the Dynasty Warzone channel, and you'll start seeing some other content over there as well. If you haven't already, uh, waiver wire sniping. Dallas is back. Dallas is committed to going live again with the rookie rundown. Jesse and Austin have been doing the Dynasty War Games Live. So that's on our YouTube channel. And then, of course, all the goodness you've always loved on the Player Profiler YouTube channel. And then the same thing in audio. You can get this podcast. But you know what? Subscribe to both. It really helps us continue to grow the Dynasty Warzone channel while we, conti- while we continue to meet and make new friends here with Player Profiler. So again, if you're a YouTuber, subscribe to both Dynasty Warzone and Player Profiler. And if you're a podcast listener, Subscribe to both the Dynasty Warzone and Player Profiler feeds. That helps the show. That helps our show, our feed, the Dynasty Warzone feed grow. And that's what we're about. But, uh, you know, Kevin, you know what you won't find on the Dynasty Warzone feed? What's that? The Juice. The Juice is my gambling show. And it's the perfect show if you live in a state or a municipality where gambling's legal. DraftKings, Underdog, whatever. And... I've entitled it, you know, like uh, this is the People's Dynasty podcast. That is the serious gambling podcast for the not so serious gambler. You know, we're 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 betting ten bucks here, twenty bucks there. We're not getting over. Now you can extrapolate if your bankroll is huge. You can do whatever. I can tell sure. you this: I'm three and zero in Survivor, and after a week last week, where fifty some odd percent of all Survivor picks between yeah. the Cowboys, the Jags. And the Ravens, between those three teams, it's like 56% was the number I believe I heard. You know who's not eliminated? Your boy. You know why? Because I went I went Commanders. I went Giants. I did dodge a bullet with the Giants. And then Ooh. last week, I went Seahawks. I went Sea Chickens. So I'm I'm saving those those better teams for later. I went 4-1 and one against the spread. And 2-1 and one on player props. Had a really good week. That's a live show. That's Friday nights. I, I like to say 10 p.m.-ish. Sometimes my wife and I stay up late. We're, we're binging a couple of TV series. Sometimes I go watch uh, some some uh, high school level baseball. I know it's the fall. It's weird. Uh, but it's 10 p.m. ish 
uh, on the Player Profiler YouTube channel live, and then it's instantly a podcast that uploads at midnight. Nice. So I guess midnight Saturday technically. So it's new that way. It's fresh, and you get the best of the lines. There you go. Um, that's what I had to promote. Please support um, the stuff that we're doing at Player Profiler and, of course, the Dynasty Warzone. And if you want to take advantage of some of those player props, you may want to check out our sponsor for tonight's show. It has been two years since Josh Larkey paved the way for fantasy gamers to start expecting positive returns from Pick'em games, specifically underdog Pick'ems. And how do you do it? Well, you look at the slate and you find a great shootout or a sneaky shootout. You also look for a shit show game. Three, four, five, six guys in one game. That's right. You can do it. You can do it. And you can 100x your payout on underdog. Think about week one. Jets-Bills was a shit show. Did we see the Aaron Rodgers injury coming? No, but we knew the Jets have a good defense. We knew the Bills have a good defense. Why not expect the worst? And the worst is what we got. So if you had gone Dalvin Cook less than, Garrett Wilson less than, Aaron Rodgers less than, Josh Allen less than, Gabriel Davis less than, boom, 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 boom. You can go six for six. Same thing in week two. Oh, week two. Well, sneaky shootout there in Philadelphia. Minnesota's going to be in comeback mode, so we'll go Cousins, Jefferson, Hawkinson, more than. Madison, less than. But also, Swift, more than. Boom, 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 boom. That's how you do it with the underdog pickums, and you use promo code UNDERWORLD to get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. You put in 100, underdog matches that deposit up to 100 bucks with promo code UNDERWORLD. Go start picking. There you go. Correlates with the juice. Again, those pickums, you can, you know, you can take some of those pickums, you can work them into uh in, into your underdog pickum. Just use that promo code UNDERWORLD. It lets them get you the get you the deposit match and it lets them know that we are the ones who sent you. So Let's get into it. Uh, we have good people, bad tweets. And um, guys, ladies and gentlemen, this is your segment. This is your segment. Everything that we do, when we say this is the People's Dynasty podcast, this is your segment because this one was brought to my attention. Now, you couldn't have missed it because it's got like 1.1 million views on That's Twitter, really- but but it was brought to me. It was first brought to my attention by Ryan. And Ryan's a good person with a good tweet, and he was like, And by the way, his handle is at it's always Ryan. And he was like, bad person, bad tweet. And I think he's right. Because the bad person in question is the fantasy football counselor. And, and, you know, he's (laughs) like, Mike Williams is done. I told you this would happen. Every fantasy football sheep analyst told you to draft draft this washed up guy in rounds five or six knowing full well he gets hurt every year. Shame on them. I am the truth to fantasy. Now, I couldn't put that much agitation, aggravation, and, uh, and, and, and like, just go see the tweet. It's, it's pretty famous at this point. So, so my first thought when I heard this was this. Go outside, nerd. Get out. Go. I ain't got time to be distracted by your worthless chime ins. Go on. Yeah, man, go outside. You know, what What the kids say? Touch grass. Go Definitely outside. needs to touch grass. He needs to go outside and touch grass. You know, um, I, I've had to tell my son this, and but but in fairness, he's not a grown ass man like the like the counselor. He's sixteen, so he's learning life. I'm like, 
raising your voice and yelling at people doesn't make you more honest. It doesn't make you more right. It, it just makes you louder. Now, could could he have worded this in a way that was less assholish? Where he said, hey, look, guys, we, we always thought Mike Williams was an injury risk. He has been for several years. But to scream at the top of your lugs, I, who is following this guy? Are you familiar with him? Are you familiar with oh, his Oh, yes, work? yes. I, He's I, I, always I, loud. He's always screaming. Oh, I, I, 100%. Well, I, I, I will say this. I, I, I will say this. <laughs> I, I, I'm a, I, I'm no spring chicken. Um, and you know, there, there was an, an old Toby Keith song and it said something to the effect was I'm not as good as I once was, but I'm as good once as I ever was. You know, this guy like, he's like a tough guy. I, I went and did some research. He does some boxing. You guys, the listener, you can send him this show next year at the fantasy football expo we can do some kind of like sparring session, MMA, whatever oh, yeah. he wants to do. Cause, cause like he, he fancies himself a tough guy. We can do it for charity. We, we can come up with a dollar amount. Wow. We, 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 we can raise it. And, and then he and I can have ourselves like a sparring match, you know, because <laughs> I, I think that would be fun. Uh, again, I, I think, I think that would be fun and, so in. and, I, and I would be willing to do it. So, I, I just think this guy's an absolute tool bag, and, and, and I just think he's everything that's wrong with fantasy football. First off, we're victory lapping injuries. Never the thing to do. Um, we're Hopefully. also – I saw someone commented on the tweet. It was like, all of this just to say that I had a fade on Mike Williams. Like, congrats, bro. Um, I didn't, so that's that's my bad. Um like, come on, man. And like, I, actually, I don't know if you remember this, but a few years ago, I'm pretty sure I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure the podfather and him, like he like called all out war on him. It was this whole thing. It was very entertaining. Obviously it's the podfather. Well, well the, the, he doesn't want no smoke from the podfather. No. Have you no. seen Avengers Endgame? Yes. The, 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 the second of the two, you know, that wrapped up that phase where, right. uh, what's his name? Uh, Thanos, like he's, he's there and he points the sword and the entire army. He yeah. needs to understand that the pod father is Thanos. Yeah. And if he points that 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 sword and and, tort, and and turns the buzzards on the counselor, he don't want that smoke. That was such a fun time. I, I remember he just was like going like all out war on him off the counselor. It's the only reason I actually know who the fantasy football counselor is. And and occasionally pissed stuff comes up on Dynasty Twitter and like it's just always just like I, I, I wish I wish he didn't because I know he's got like a bigger platform on like Instagram and TikTok. He's yeah. I, I, I like uh, Instagram for different reasons. Um, he's the worst. And when I see him on, on Twitter, I just know it's going to be bad. But you know what? I had another one. I'll save the other one for next week. So we have already I already have next week's good people, bad tweets queued up. But because it was from Ryan and Ryan's a listener and supports the show tagged me in this so if you see bad tweets guys i know fantasy receipts has been doing this like on twitter for a while we've been doing good people bad tweets for two years we just don't have time to do them all so but if you see one really egregious you want us to go after him you you, you want to hear our two cents and that's legit you guys get this to the counselor you let him know that uh if he wants to raise <laughs> money for the kids I'm, I'm i'm totally down for it uh one time but speaking of mma and uh, who always gets the closing word on good people, bad tweets? You know how fucking stupid you have to be to even think something like that, let alone say it publicly and act like you're fucking serious. Yes. 
D- D- Dana, that, that's the perfect sound drop for the counselor. Now, normally, normally this is where we go inside the injury tent. That's the name of the segment, by the way. I have not done a good job of painting this segment for Dr. Kyle. It's inside the injury tent with Dr. Kyle. I even have his own little special sound drop, by the way. Did, did you know that? You're the yes. producer. You should know that. You did know that, know that, right? I do, here yes. it is, just because he's not going to be here this week because there's no major injuries, which is good. But here you go. It's not fancy if it's true. Be pretty excited. Pretty soon you'll have two doctors in the family. Can I take a look? I'm actually the doctor. Yeah. You said that several times last night. Okay. This is interesting. So there you go. When, when, when something big happens uh, of major fantasy and dynasty relevance, Kyle will be here to break it down from a medical perspective. But uh, thank goodness there's no Aaron... Rogers, Nick Chubb level injuries. You ready to get into stock up, stock down? I'm so ready. Let's get it. All right. Let's go to Thursday night foosball. The Giants of New York went to the 49ers of San Francisco. And uh, for me, it's stock down all the Giants. That whole offense just looks bad. And, and I'm trying to tell myself, I'm trying to say, you know, they played two top five defenses. You know, they, right. they played the 49ers. They played the Cowboys with Trayvon Diggs. And, and I'm just like, I don't know. And, and the Arizona win, the comeback against Arizona looks better now in hindsight. You look back at after the Dallas game. So I don't know. Yeah. I just i am not seeing a, a bevy of, of fantasy points. And this was one of the things that a lot of analysts had concerns with the Giants, that they have a really tough schedule. So for me, I, I don't have a Giant that I'm up on right now. So I think all of their dynasty stock is down. Yeah, it's it's not looking good, and I mean, especially with Brian Dable, I thought he was kind of like a you know offensive savant, and it's just kind of looking like as much as I even kind of like Danny Dimes, I just I don't know if it's if it's happening. It's kind of sad. I kind of guess would say I was wrong. Um, mine is actually Debo Samuel, very 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 up. Uh, I mean, everybody was on him anyway, but I think he's going to just absolutely freaking smash this year. Um, you know, I think they're going to start trying to using Christian McCaffrey a lot less. I think that just means to the absolute moon for for Debo. I think that he's just going to have a phenomenal season. Um, so not that people weren't already up on him, but I just think that right now he is just ready for another tear. So I'm I'm very excited for Debo and really kind of um you could also throw in Elijah Mitchell there too. I think he might be getting a little bit more work. I think Elijah is good. Um, so yeah, we'll see what that with the Niners, but yeah, I'm, I'm with you on the Giants. Uh, that's for sure. Yeah. Next game, the first of the 1 PM games, the Colts went to the Ravens for me, the stock downs Rashad Bateman. Yeah. He, he's looked like a shot fighter and that's the one thing I, I would say this of any skill position guy, which is what we primarily deal with, um, outside of quarterbacks. And even then if it's a running quarterback like a Jalen Hurts or a Josh Allen is when the lower body injuries start piling up and everything for Bateman has been feet and hamstring. And, and I guess after this game, he was limping around and I understand the game was played in like a mini monsoon. They were feeling the effects of a, of the, the back end of a hurricane there along the East coast. That's why there were so many East coast games with rain last week, but he, he just doesn't look good. He was limping around after the game if you can find, like, and I'm not picking on the pod father, be my buddy Bruce Matson from DLF. These guys are Rashad Bateman truthers. If you can find a Rashad Bateman truther in your league that would give you a second for him, he's gone. I would even add a third or a fourth. 
I'd hang that third or a fourth around Rashad Bateman's neck like a pork chop and, 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 you know, send him on down the road. I am super stocked down Rashad Bateman. Yeah, that's not one I've been on and, and it, it just hasn't ever hit and hasn't really ever been anything. And it's just kind of sad. Like you, you kind of expect a lot from the draft capital, but yeah, it's definitely time to move on. If you still have them. Uh, mine is actually, we talked about this on the Patreon part of the show. Uh, but mine is Zach Moss for stock up. Um, I was a little worried about what, how he would play without Anthony Richardson. And, uh, obviously as we see with, uh, Gardner Minshew in there, he's phenomenal lights out. I mean, we're talking about 20 plus points PPR. Um, and as you mentioned, uh, previously on the Patreon part, uh, Jonathan Taylor might not suit up again. And I think this is a really good chance actually like right now to buy low on Zach Moss, because people are like, oh, well, JT's coming back. You probably could talk someone into that. You mentioned you have Jonathan Taylor and Zach Moss in the league. It To me, it seems like that could just absolutely be a phenomenal pairing, because if JT gets traded, I, I really think he is. I'm not saying I have some inside sources. Jonathan Taylor is a local, but I have kind of heard that he is never playing another snap for the Colts. Uh, that's pretty confident in that. So if you have both, I think you could kind of really hit big on that. Um, that would kind of like to mention Zay Flowers, too. I think maybe a little bit stocked down. I think the hype early season, we're like, wow, Zay Flowers is absolutely going to go off. I think it's kind of more back to where we originally thought. I think just the hype has cooled down a little bit. Um, so I'm just going like, to, not like a lot down, but I just think more like his game he had this past week is kind of what we need to expect going forward. I think it's going to be like a lot of catches, maybe not as many yards. So obviously have these huge spike weeks, but that's where I'm at with Zay. Yeah, it was. Uh, I, I like Zach Moss a lot, and I think that's a good take. In that, if if J, I don't think JT gets traded. I, I don't, but if he does, it's a huge win. Yeah, and uh, I, I let me let me amend your statement so that's more accurate. He's not playing another snap for the Colts without a new contract. If for some reason between yes. now and Week Five, Jim Ursay finds his checkbook, we we might see JT and Horseshoe Blue again. Uh, another game, I actually got this one correct. Uh, this was one of my four winners against the spread. Falcons went to the Lions. And for me, it's stock way up on Sam Laporta. Okay. Now, I'm I'm not getting off my, you know, over my skis. You know, I, I've seen some people, it's like, he's the dynasty tight end one. And I'm like, God damn it, the hyperbole. Wow. Can, can, can you just chill the fuck out for just 45 seconds? By the way, people who react like that to whatever the next big thing is, it was like Ryan McDowell, friend of the show, guest, former guest of the show, Ryan McDowell, also a DLF, was talking about how Devon A-Chain went from like Dynasty RB32 to like the Dynasty RB12 with one game. Wow. That's what I'm saying. These are the kind of moves that you can take advantage of. Like if you can go get Mark Andrews for Sam Laporta, you're going to like that. You're gonna like that a lot, and I and I like Sam Laporta, but this this offense is 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 still a work in progress. Doesn't mean that Laporta is not going to be good. I just don't know that he's going to be like tied in two overall in the season. I do have to I do have to you know evaluate him and, and put him in like that tight end five six range right now. I definitely have him ahead of Kyle Pitts. I have no problem in admitting that, but I mean you, you still got to look at the big names. You still got to look at Andrews, Kelsey, Kittle, Hawkinson. If you want to put him in there at five, even if you want to put him ahead of Kelsey or Kittle, maybe three. I'm sitting here workshopping this. 
it's, it's not crazy. So for me, it's stock way up on Sam Laporta. Well, funny you bring him up. Uh, mine here is stock, stock way down on Kyle Pitts. I'll go the other way. Um, it's just not happening. We've said this over and over again. You and Jerry have talked about this. Um, we can talk ourselves into these stats of air yards and, you know, targets and everything. It's just not going to happen. Art with Arthur Smith, it's just not really going to happen. As good as a player as Kyle Pitts, we think all think he is. It's just I think where everybody mentally in the dynasty community thinks he is, he's not there. And I just don't even think you can pencil him in every single week and be feel good about it. Um, we haven't seen any red zone work from him like at all since he's been in the NFL. Uh, touchdowns have not been a thing, and just I just he's he's just not what I think everybody wanted to think he was is yet. So I'm just keep hammering down on Kyle Pitts. I'm just it's just not happening, man. Yeah, I, I you can keep trying to put it now. If you were to have the ability to wave a magic fantasy dynasty wand and bippity boppity boo, all of a sudden Kyle Pitts is a lion and Sam Laporte is a falcon. It's right. the same. It's the same conversation. Yes. He, yes. I mean, we we've we've seen this. You know, T.J. Hawkinson was freed from Detroit and, and blew up. Sometimes it requires a change of scenery, and people can flourish. You know, it's like different leadership styles, different coaching styles. It's it's been that way. It's like you you can probably relate to that if you've had you know different bosses in your career. So just because it's not working out for Kyle Pitts doesn't mean it never will. It's just not for right now. So you, so you got to take the, that into consideration. Let's go to the Titans at the Browns. It's got to be stock up on Deshaun Watson. And, you know, you've probably got one more, you know, that, that horrible where he was getting spun down in a sack and he threw the ball backwards, which is technically a, a fumble and a lateral. Oh, but, man. But, he, but he looked really good. And they had to put the offense more in his hand, even though Jerome Ford had a fine game. Uh, I I liked what I saw with Elijah Moore. Yeah. Loved what I saw with Amari Cooper. You and I were talking about this in the Patron podcast, mm-hmm. you know, about, about my love of Amari Cooper. If you want that podcast and maybe like 250 other Patron podcasts, you just sign up. It's five bucks a month. Patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. You can listen to this newest one and you can listen to your ears fall off because there's a bunch of them in there. All of the patron archives are over there, but Deshaun Watson. And as he's, you know, getting that rust knocked off, I, I thought he looked pretty sharp. Um, he's coming around. And I'll, I'll be honest, in the league, and I didn't talk about this anywhere else, um, I was trying to move Trevor Lawrence for Deshaun Watson plus. And I think I'm close to getting it done. I think I, I know I'm I'm giving up the 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 squeaky altar boy. You know, all American pie for the dirty massage parlor bandit. But <laughs> if I can, if I can get similar production plus, I, I've got to consider it. But for me, I'm stock up on Deshaun Watson. You, well, the, the running game's there for Deshaun. I think he's going to keep kind of running a lot, which is a huge thing. I mean, he's probably going to have could have six rushing touchdowns. I think uh, so. That's huge to me. Uh, no, I totally agree on that. Uh, I'm not sure you're going to feel good just about starting him against some bad defenses and stuff. But yeah, no, I t- for sure. Uh, minus Traylon Burks, uh, just down, man. It's just, I was excited for him coming in the season and the Hopkins signing, and then you're like, well, maybe this can happen. I just think with the, just the overall offense with Tennessee and just with Nuke there, he's just, Hopkins is just going to acquire targets and they're just like, he might just not be the alpha that 
we all think he is. And I think even a lot of people are like, well, you know, Hopkins is the the veteran and he's going to take a back seat and Burks is going to establish himself as the alpha in the offense. And I'm just like, I don't, I don't know if it's happening. And I saw the Podfather made a video of like last year's rookie draft class with Garrett Wilson and uh, you know, all these guys just aren't really performing all these rookies from last year. And uh, it's pretty much just been Chris Olave that pretty much you feel confident with Garrett Wilson. I mean, kind of with the injury with Rogers and stuff is the reason why, but yeah, Burks is my down for me. I don't know how you feel about that. Uh, I've, I've never been a Burks guy. I, I was yeah. trying, I was trying to be nice about Traylon Burks. Yeah. Um, throughout the, the off season. I was like, uh, it's like, if he can fade, you know, Deont- I mean, if yeah. you like two catches for 33 yards a game so far, he, he's your man. He is he, your man. He, well, he's like in the 70s right now. He is wide receiver. I was I was just looking at this. Yeah, it's it's not it's not good. He's, he's so far off the page. I can't even find him again. So <laughs> you you clearly want none of of uh, Traylon Burks. All right, let's move on to the next game. Uh, Saints at the Packers. For me, it's stock down on Christian Watson. And, and, and when I say stock down, I don't mean that he's not a valuable piece. It's just that what I thought could have been, you're seeing the chemistry with Romeo Dubes, you're seeing the chemistry with Jaden with Reed, you're seeing the chemistry with Luke Musgrave. And I don't know that he's going to establish himself as the go-to guy. And I think a lot of people, at least I, I thought he could have been like DK Metcalf, what he was a couple of years ago. When that one year when Russ was, you know, I thought he could be like a, not a high receptions guy, but like a 1200 yard, 12 touchdown guy. And and maybe he still can be, but as, as I see love get more and more rapport with other guys, he's not just going to have eyes for him, which means he's going to get off to a slow start coming back from the hamstring. And I just don't know that he comes in and dominates the way that people maybe thought he was when the season started. So it's not tremendously bad. But stock down a little bit on Christian Watson, even though he does look like he's going to play tonight. Yeah, he does, absolutely. Um, I think he definitely is playing. But kind of going off of that, minus Jordan Love actually up. Um, I just think, and we kind of also were talking about this on the Patreon part as well. Um, I think a lot of people were like, well, let's kind of more of a wait and see. Kind of similar how we kind of forget this, but Jalen Hurts was a wait and see guy last year. Uh, You know, for a couple years ago, it's just like, well, he might not be the guy. Uh, so Jordan Love, I think, absolutely is the guy. So maybe that you could have get, still maybe even get him for a little cheaper before he becomes like the guy uh, for sure. Uh, kind of actually piggyback off of that is uh, Jaden Reed. I think he's trending up as well. Um, as you mentioned, they have a solid rapport. He didn't have a great game this past week, but those two clearly kind of guy going on. He's clearly the slot guy. That's his role there. Um, I think Jaden Reed is going to have a phenomenal season. I think he's going to be get even better as the, you know, because rookie receivers usually do way better down the stretch. Um, and he's already proven to be actually a startable player anyway. Um, back to your other take. I, I, I still like Christian Watson. Um, I think he'll be fine. I think that they're going to pass more than people think. I think people are expecting the run a lot with these guys, but I think Jordan Love can prove the pass. And I think with Dylan just being horrific so far and Aaron Jones being banged up, I think they're going to have to pass. And basically I think that's just kind of trending up for all the receivers. I, I, I do. Well, you said something there that I think is hilarious. Now I'm not putting words in your mouth, but you said something that I think is pure gold. Okay. And that is, is that 
you know, Jordan Love could be this year's Jalen Hurts. Sure. Because that was the moniker or the the thought bubble that everyone put on Justin Fields this year. (laughs) If Jordan Love goes on to be this year's Jalen Hurts and, like, comes out of nowhere to be a top five QB for, for fantasy football, I'm I'm going to be insufferable. Now I'm going to give you credit for it because you put you put it in my mind. But it's like, dude, that's good. Yeah. That yeah. that that's really good. And uh, you know, so so here's what I said last week about about Justin Fields. I gave myself the sound drop. I'm actually going to give it to you this time. So so this is for you. See, I'm not a monster. I'm just ahead of the curve. So you're just ahead of the curve. You're not a monster. You're just ahead of the curve on jordan love all right we're going to take just a quick break we're not going to talk any more stock up stock down for a minute we're going to talk about a trade we're going to go to a trade segment now this trade was done in our patron leagues between me and a patron named brett are you ready 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 pretty simple trade pretty straightforward i sent aj brown i got michael pittman jr and a mid 24 first so um, it's my trade. I will tell you my mindset in a second, but I'll let you go. So I know you don't like, you're not an AJ Brown guy. Um, oh, I forgot. I'm a Colts guy. You're, you're a Philly guy. Yeah, that, so that, that had nothing to do with it, but yeah, keep going. <laughs> no, I just, I, I think that this is still a really good trade for you. Um, I don't know where your team is just, so just off the dome, like you're pri- if it's a mid first, like you're going to get a really good player. Um, who, and I still think Michael Pittman is going to be a little bit better than most people thought. I think Richardson's proven to use him a lot. Um, I was not, I was kind of fading Michael Pittman this year. So I actually like that for you. Um, as much as I'm an AJ Brown guy and he's the alpha, I mean, he absolutely smashed this week too. He's still going to smash. I think it's, it's solid that you're probably still trading him at peak value. So to me, you took a step down a receiver and you're going to take a high swing and, you know, take a first round pick. I like this side for you. I do actually. But that being said, I probably would have held on to A.J. Brown, depending on where you are. See, A.J. Brown was a sell for me coming into the season. And and I walk it like I talk it, guys. So I don't say that someone's a sell and then not sell them. So I'm I'm getting currently currently the wide receiver 10 in fantasy football in Michael Pittman, who's averaging 18 points a game right now, who has like a clean injury track record throughout his career. I've got A.J. Brown, who I'm selling off of a career year. A.J. Brown, you know, there's going to be the seven-point stinkers that he had in week two. Yeah. And, and and the big thing that, that I love is that you talk about targets. He is currently, through three games, he is currently sixth with 34 targets. If I told you he had one less target than Tyreek Hill, you would have been shocked, shocked. You would have been like, yes. there's no way. But it's true. Right. And, and, and he's done it with Gardner Minshew. He's done it with Anthony Richardson. He did it with Carson Wentz. He's done it with quarterback after quarterback. I'm not saying he's quarterback proof. I don't think anyone's quarterback proof. Right. But I'm getting a guy who's getting a similar production role. Remember, Shane Steichen was the architect of the offense that made A.J. Brown have a career year last year. Yes. Michael Pittman Jr. on pace to have a career year this year. And in Indy, I don't have to fade – DeAndre Swift, Dallas Goddard, Devonta Smith. I mean, Swift, Smith, Goddard, all these guys can have blow-up games that will cause A.J. Brown to have stinkers. 
And I don't think I'm going to get that with Michael Pittman. So for me, to think that I could get similar production, even if A.J. Brown you know, gets back on a hottie and finishes two PPR points a game better than Michael Pittman on the season, he's not now. Currently, he's averaging 14.6 PPR points a game, and Pittman's averaging 18. We know that can change very quickly, but I've also got another first coming in, in nine months. So how good is that team right now for you? Uh, two and one. So are you you're competing so you're still like trying to win but you yeah I, I looked at it this way for me it's 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 a simple mathematical equation right points per game is yeah. what I'm it's in season that's what we worry about in season it's points sure. per game yeah so that doesn't suffer a bit as a matter of fact currently it goes up and I get a first sure I get the wide receiver one now you can say AJ Brown's the wide receiver one which is probably true but are there going to be games where Devonta Smith is the one? Yes. That's not going to be the case with Alec Pierce or Josh Downs. So for me, I got the clear-cut one in an offense ran by a good coach. The guys established themselves as being QB-proof. So that was some of my mindset. Well, I think at this point, I, I heard someone say on the podcast, don't remember which podcast, but basically like someone was like, I'm – to this point, just going to stop like even drafting good players. Like I'm going to start just like investing in good head coaches because they know how to get their good players the ball. So basically, invest in good players or great players with great head coaches. Shane Steichen and, 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 seems and see, to be a you, very you, great coach. You're giving away the store. This has been how I've built my entire dynasty success for six years on this podcast. Right. Don't chase talent. Chase good leadership. Is it going to burn you sometimes? 100% it's going to burn you sometimes. Sure. You're, you're going to get a Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. You're going to get a Jalen Rager. You're going to get a guy like that. You know, it's part of the reason why it's like uh, I've had this one guy. He's been haunting me on the podcast because I, I said uh, Chris Olave was going to be wide receiver 12 through 15 this year. It's not a shot at him. It's the offense. They're going to right. win the division. They've got an awesome defense. They've given up like 20 points like – you have to go back to like the end of last year, the last time this defense gave up 20 points. Yeah. They play in a shitty div division. They're getting ready to get Alvin Kamara back. I said he's going to be wide receiver 12 to 15. This guy thought it was an affrontery, and, and, and here we are. He's wide receiver 12 on the season. It's exactly where I thought. It's not about him. It's about the situation. Sure. So quit giving away the storefront. That <laughs> that That is my trade. Sounds like I did okay. I, I know I did okay because here's always been my motto. I'm going to lose trades, but I'm going to win leagues. And that was our trade segment brought to Love you it. by me this time. Hey, traders. Now, there are days in our trading career when we as traders trade poorly and end up losing. So on those days, we look for inspiration. I am the goddamn inspiration. So I hope you feel inspired by that deal uh, for A.J. Brown with me and Michael Pittman Jr. Let's get back into some stock up, stock down. So Patriots at the Jets. For me, it's it's stock down on Ramondre Stevenson. It's and it's this is not a victory lap because I was down on Ramondre Stevenson this year. This for me, this is not a victory lap, but it's like it's stock down not for for Memphis, but for the rest of the dynasty world because this is exactly who I told you he was going to be. The Zeke thing was an issue. I said he wasn't going to get, you know, 69 catches this year. Well, what do you know? He's averaging three, three and a third a game. So over the course of a year, that's 51. What I say he was going to be in the range of this offseason, between 45 and 55. He's right in the pocket. 
He's he's got one rushing touchdown. His rushing high for the year was 59 yards. All right, this is not a high power offense. So for me, it has to be stocked down Ramond. Now for me, now I can think I think I can get him where I always thought he was valued for you. If you still value him higher than me, you can probably get him at a more affordable price, but it's clearly stocked down for Ramondre. This one kills me. I love Ramondre. Ramondre. Uh, he's in my main dynasty league. Um, and can you say that in English? Ramondre Stevenson. There we go. It's hard. It's hard, man. Um, I, this really kills me because he, he's, he's my running back three, actually, which is still pretty good, in my main dynasty team. It just kills me because I, I – Kind of thought I should probably sell while he's so high. I didn't because I'm pretty much the number one team in that league. And I'm just like, let's just ride with it. Why sell? Always sell when you can. Uh, it's not looking good. Zeke's definitely probably going to be. I mean, you got Zeke, I think, got more carries. Uh, actually, three less carries, but literally had 21 more yards. Um, Ramondre, four targets, one catch, three yards. That's just not going to cut it. So I'm with that's you. Not this, what, that's not what you bought. People were expecting. I mean, like I said, people just yeah. expected those 80, I think it was 82 or 85 it was a lot. targets. And they just assumed it was going to come back. Yeah. And it's it's not. It's went to the tight ends, which yeah. is kind of what the Bill O'Brien offense is, which is what I was trying to explain right. this summer. Let's stay in that division. The Buffalo Bills hosted the Commandos. For me, it's stocked down on Dalton Kincaid. And not that he's really done a bunch bad that like, you know, he he's a rookie tight end, guys. He's a, he's a rookie tight end. The problem is, is that, and, and, and he's not my guy for this game, but it's the same thing with Michael Mayer. You know, his peers are standing tall, so it makes him look shorter. When Musgrave and especially Laporta are having the, the first three games of their season and career that they're having, it makes Mayer and Kincaid look shorter and less valuable by comparison. I think there'll be some brighter days ahead, but for me, it's it's clearly Dalton Kincaid right now. Yeah, I mean, we talk about I talk about this as nauseum, basically. But rookie tight ends, man, it's just it's just so hard. It's just so hard to get that to happen. Um, even if you know the people think the situation they were going to use him as a receiver, et cetera, et cetera. It just it's just hard. Uh, mine is actually Jahan Dotson stocked down. Uh, I never was one on Jahan Dotson, but a lot of people were like even taking him over Terry McLaurin and redraft and stuff. And uh, I just don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if Sam Howell's good. Uh, I'm a little. I was kind of on stock down on Sam Howell. I, I've I went to school in the D.C. area, went to James Madison, and a bunch of my friends are diehard commander friends or fans. They love Sam Howe. They've been talking themselves into Sam Howe. I've been kind of like, okay, I can see it. They, I don't think they think he's the guy, but I think they think he's the guy for at least a couple years. I don't think of that at this point. I mean, he looked horrendous. Uh, Bill's defense is pretty good, but not that good. Um, so yeah, that, I just, that whole offense, it's, it's going to be a rough go from them. And I'll just throw out Antonio Gibson too. Like, I've seen some horrific trades with Antonio Gibson. Like it's been rough. So like he's in the doghouse and should be as much as he fumbles. So it's, it's, it's wheels up for Brian Robinson, however much that is for you, but yeah. All right. So I got a technical take for you. Are you ready? Sure. All right. So part of the problem for Jahan Dotson, here's the technical part. It's that Sam Howell sucks. <laughs> yeah. He's a yeah. terrible quarterback. Don't let the smooth taste fool you. Don't let that two and O that, that two and O start fool you. He is not a good quarterback. And you will say, if he put up 38 points on Denver. Hello? Yeah, yeah we didn't, Denver's bad. We know this. So don't don't piss on my shoes and tell me it's raining. He's no good. How, how much did the uh, Dolphins put up on Denver? Yeah, e exactly. So 
this team is just not good. Yeah. Um, killing Terry McLaren, not just Terry McLaren. I mean, it's Jahan. It's everybody. It's all the pass catchers. I'm not going down that road because I'll be sad. Chargers at the Vikings. For me, it's stock up on Josh Palmer. Now, I know some people might want to say Quentin Johnston, but until I see them give him a yeah. snap share that's significant and he actually catches them and doesn't yeah. drop him through his butter fingers, then okay. But this is going to be a pass, 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 pass offense. And you're seeing more of these across the league. It's very similar to what you're seeing in Minnesota and a lot of other places. They're just not running the ball. The, sure. the short passing game is an extension. So when there's this many targets to go around, it's going to create his stock to go up. And, and he's been a jag the first two years, but here's a chance to establish himself as a key part of this offense. So I think this is a, a make-or-break year for him. And if I have Josh Palmer stock, I'm holding. But if I could get some cheap, I'll buy some more stock up, stock up on Josh Palmer. I'm into that. I'm into that. I think QJ needs to prove a lot, and I don't think they trust him yet. Josh Palmer is at least going to have a chance to prove himself, and I think he's good, so I think it, it should stick. Uh, my take here is just the entire Minnesota offense. I don't know if this has been rumored or not, but they are 0-3. I think it's time. For, it's almost like the Derek Carr situation last year with the Raiders. It's just like it's been time. We've tried, and we've tried, and it doesn't work. I think there's a very real chance that they trade Kirk Cousins, and if that happens – I am terrified of what's left behind for Jordan Addison and even Justin Jefferson. I think probably Justin Jefferson is quarterback proof, but he is not going to put the numbers up without a Kirk Cousins. So I actually just traded Jordan Addison in the league. I think if they, I think I know they have a really tough schedule off the top of my head. I think they play the Chiefs and someone else really good in the next like three, four weeks. They're going to be rough, and I think they might move on from Kirk sooner rather than later. Uh, so they might pull a ripcord out here. And if that's the case, I'm trying to get out before I can for some Minnesota offensive pieces. Yeah, you don't want the bottom to fall out. But that, that will just create a buying opportunity because if they're bad, we've right. mentioned a bajillion, fulfillion, gajillion times on the podcast. We know there's four really good rookie, potential rookie quarterbacks. I mean, we say that, yeah. you know, and then, then, then you have a class like, you know, 2020 with Trey Lance and Justin Fields and, Matt, you know, and then the, the list goes on. So, right. TBD, we'll see what happens. Um, Broncos, Dolphins, yep. maybe Devon <laughs> Achan, maybe, maybe Devon Achan, uh, 51 points uh, in, in, in his debut. I, I don't know whose stock could be up more. I mentioned the stat earlier with Ryan McDowell of DLF. He went from in the 30s to in the you know RB1 overall in a startup range with one game. The hyperbole is strong, but you gotta like what what you see. I think I would tell you to temper expectations, because yeah. you're you're basically hoping this guy is going to hit a home run a game. And by home run, I don't mean a seventy yard touchdown every single game. What I mean by home run is you're hoping to get one catch for forty yards. That's as good as a touchdown. You know that you know one for forty in PPR would be five. A touchdown six. You sure. know a, a, what is that? A, a one yard touchdown six point one. <laughs> yes. and, and uh, a 40 yard receptions five. So it's not a huge difference. So you're hoping you're hoping for, for that kind of upside with him, but speed on speed on speed, you gotta be up stock up and it's pronounced a Chan Devon, a Chan, Kevin, get it right. You're the producer. You should have told me Devon, a Chan Adam Schefter tweeted it. That's the thing. Even the media guide in Miami's wrong. Get it right. Uh, yeah, I can't, I, I'm just going to, we're just going to stick to him. Um, 
He's the only guy to talk about in this game. I mean, 51 freaking points. Like, my goodness. Uh, obviously, it was a blowout, but speed is just unbelievable. Like, he is actually maybe... He has a better 40 time, was it? Or is it a better 100-yard dash than Tyreek? It's one of the two. Yeah, he um, was uh, he was a, a track-level athlete at Texas oh, yeah. A&M. So I think he was even like an Olympic pre-qualifier hurdler, 4 four by 100. I mean, he's fucking fast. We'll just leave it at that. Yeah. So, yeah, r- wheels up for him. Obviously, there's not much more to talk about. I, I like how you said wheels up. That's a great produce because he's fast. He has He has wheels. You like that? It's good. It's good. It's good stuff. I, I see. I, that's how why we, we hit the home run, you know, when we got you as our producer. Sorry, uh, appreciate that. Last of the one o'clock games, Texans at the Jaguars. C- can I be right and wrong on the same guy when I say stock up on CJ Stroud? Now, I was wrong when I said that I was concerned after the preseason and, and he wasn't necessarily like crushing it. He looked lost. But something seemed to click in that Colts game. And where I was right, as I said, he was going to be Jared Goff. Virtually no rushing to speak of. He's got like 20 20 yards in one game as his career high. Good for him. But on the season, he's QB 12. On the season, Jared Goff is QB 9. That's the guy. That's who he's probably going to be. So I was wrong to have concerns, some stock down concerns, week one, two, the preseason. But I was right when I thought, you know, he his his range of outcomes with Jared Goff, and that's not a that's not a diss, that's not a a shot, that's a compliment. Jared Goff for the longest time has been, you know, QB nine to twelve. That Jared Goff, kind of like C.J. Stroud, will be the most affordable QB one you'll be able to get in a couple of years. So unless he develops a a rushing floor or they turn into like the greatest show on turf, he's going to be affordable, but uh, stock up on CJ Stroud. Yeah. So he was my number one quarterback in this class for real life, not for fantasy. Um, So shout out Ian Harditz on this. So CJ Stroud, fifth most passing yards in the league, despite the offensive line missing Laramie Tunsil, Titus Howard, Charlie Heck, Kenyon Green, Scott Questenberry, Juice Scruggs. I mean, the fact that we continuously make excuses for Justin Fields saying that he doesn't have an offensive line. I mean, there's six guys. I, I mean, just jo- you mentioned Jordan Love earlier, and he's doing it without um, Jenkins and without Bakhtiari. Same thing. Absolutely. The, the, yeah, the, those are arguably, yeah. I know both of those guys have been pro bowlers. Right. And he's doing it without them. He's doing it without Christian Watson. He's doing it without Aaron Jones. This encyclopedia of excuses we keep writing and and, and rewriting for for Justin Fields is, is, is over for me. And speaking of Bears at the Chiefs, final one in this segment, stock dead, Justin <laughs> Fields. Got to get in your grandstanding and you're hot-dogging, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, that's me. I'm grand. I'm hot-dogging because I, I told you. I told you this was going to happen, and here it is happening. Now, I'm not going to go counselor on you because the best part is I'll be buying Justin Fields. I'll be buying Justin Fields uh, between Thanksgiving and Christmas when I think that stock has hit the floor. Because you know what's going to happen is he's going to be on a new team next year. Someone's going to trade for him. Someone's going to say, I can fix him. It's it's happened. It's the hubris and the arrogance of the NFL. I can fix him. The Colts did this with Carson Wentz. 
Frank Reich said, I can fix him. You know, uh, I forget who was in Carolina. They said, I can fix Sam Darnold. They also thought they could fix Baker Mayfield, but that be what it may. Someone will want to get him, but his stock is, is, is flatter than hell. He's not running the ball. His confidence is shot. But if he winds up with a good OC, and here's the thing, people clearly love him. So if I get him for a super – so I'm waiting. This is the same thing I did with Baker. I'm going to wait until all of the fanboys turn their back on him, leave him for dead. I'm going to scoop in, and I'm going to I'm gonna pick up a couple of extra bits cheap. I'm going to let him get to a new situation, and I'm going to sell. I don't know that I'll ever use him, but I, I'm, I'm more than happy to go. And you know what? If he turns it around and has a great for, career, good for him. It's not about Justin Fields, the human. I'm rooting for him. I'm the father of a teenage athlete who wants to play at the next level and the next level. Why would I root against any of these guys? I'm laughing at the people who told you how great he was and ignored the obvious. So um, that that is my take on Justin Fields. Yeah, I was going to let you have the floor on that one. So I, I'm just going to agree with you. And just I, my only thing on that was I actually felt bad watching the game. Like I actually felt bad for him. I can't say I've really felt bad for an NFL player while watching a game. It was just so bad. And he just, you can tell his confidence is absolutely shot. Um, and the thing is we play fantasy football. I try to tell this to my buddy, like who just is like all like, he only likes real football players. Like, like say like, for example, like CJ Stroud is not as good as a fantasy quarterback as a real quarterback. Um, Justin Fields is great for fantasy. So like if he goes to a new team, he's going to run and use his legs. So like, I think that's great advice and just telling like, you know, that's how you're supposed to play this game. Lowest, you know, absolutely no stock. You chip in a little bit. He'll be decent, like on a team. He'll still probably be decent the rest of the season. Real NFL, I don't think so. Well, we're going to take a quick break. And you know what? A rookie that could wind up in Chicago, I don't think so, because I think they're going to have like one of the top two or three picks, especially with Carolina also playing like booty cheeks. Yeah. But uh, our boy Dallas is here. He's back from Italy. Got a fancy new hat, and we're going to take a minute, and we're going to listen to about four or five minutes of Dallas talking about a potential rookie we'll be drafting and talking about in 2024. Hello, folks, and welcome to this week's Prospect Premonition, brought to you by the Dynasty War Zone's very own rookie rundown. As always, I am your host, Dallas, and it is very exciting to be here with you on this new adventure that we are deep diving into during the regular season on all future rookies. At Prospect Premonition, this is where each week I'm going to look into my crystal ball and give you the details of the college football prospects that are destined to be a part of your dynasty teams for years to come. And with this being a new segment on the Dynasty Warzone channel, the player profile feed, I would be remiss if I did not start this off with the player that I am probably more bullish on for the 2024 rookie draft season than almost any other prospect out there. And that is none other than the wide receiver out of the University of Washington Huskies football team, Mr. Rome Odunza. This man, I've looked into the ball, guys. I've seen it with him and Michael Penix Jr. on the field. We are about to get two successive seasons of absolute bliss at the wide receiver position. And this man is a unit. For those of you that are not familiar with Mr. Rome, he is 6'3", 215, 
he is a true senior this year at the University of Washington. So I know what you're thinking. You're a little skeptical. Is your premonition right? Is he really destined to be a success as a true senior? Because we don't like the four-year wide receivers typically in a dynasty landscape. But I just want to stress to you that the night and day relationship that I have seen between the likes of a Dylan Morris at the University of Washington and what we saw last year with Michael Penix Jr. And even after week one of the college football season with Michael Penix and Romo Dunza is sweet, sweet symphony of music, guys. You're looking at a wide receiver who is a big-bodied outside threat that has speed for days and extremely, extremely underrated movability. When it comes to his on-the-ball movement, he is very electric and yak, although his numbers may not say that he is. Last year with Michael Penix at the quarterback position, he put up 75 receptions on just under 100 targets, 1,145 yards, seven touchdowns, average clip of over 15. And in the first game of the season this year for the Washington Huskies, he is right there on par. Seven receptions, 132 yards, 18.9 per clip with one touchdown. The connection is real with him. And the biggest concern that I had going into the 2023 season was how raw is a guy like Roma Dunze truly going to be? Um, my word association game, if he was coming out last year, would have been feral. Um, he is just a man that's out there trying to get everything. Every ball is his ball, extremely physical. But the main issue was, wasn't as technically driven as he probably should have been. In the first game, he's looked good. Won't overreact to it. But with another year with a quarterback that can finally supply him with what he needs in an offense that finally eclipsed 3,000 all-purpose yards, and I will repeat that, 3,000 all-purpose yards. If you go back and look at what the Huskies' offense looked like in the prior two years to Michael Penix Jr., being there when Aromino Dunes was going to college, it was abysmal. He saw a total of 47 receptions over a two-year period in his freshman and a sophomore year with the Huskies. A little under 500 total yards and only four touchdowns was kind of a non-factor. And a lot of people liked him coming out of college, but we're kind of getting off of him. Bring in the Indiana Hoosier transfer quarterback, and we finally saw an awakening of what he can do. He's got the lateral speed. He's got the deep threat speed. He's got the body frame that we all drool after when it comes to these big body prospects at the outside wide receiver position. And his hands are very assured. So when I'm looking at a guy like Roma Dunes, I'm looking at a potential breakout star this year. Um, I already had him easily in my top five wide receivers for next year going into the 2023 draft. So I was definitely an outlier, but I can tell you guys, he is destined for greatness. This is a guy who has all the tools and all the makeup to continue the success that he had in 2022 with a full offseason with this quarterback, with this system coming in as a senior. That's probably going to be severely underrated just due to the fact that he goes to Washington, just due to the fact that he is not one of those big named players that we've been watching for the last two years, like the Marvin Harrison Juniors, like the Worley's out of Texas. I just don't want you to think that this is not a sure thing because I've seen it. As I said, I've looked into the crystal ball. I've seen this man be a success in the future. And we're all going to watch that transpire this year in 2023 as Washington surprises a lot of teams. They're going to have to pass the ball a lot. The rushing game is okay. It's not amazing, but the offense underneath Penix with the dunes at the tip of the spear. And then don't forget about McMillan as a temporary role. It's going to be beautiful, beautiful music this year for the Huskies, specifically on offense with Odunes. And I'm very excited for you all to be able to get in on this train, 
right at the beginning of the season. I'm telling you, week one, wanted to hit this segment hard the first week and tell you truly to look after this man going into the rest of the 2023 regular college football season. Well, there we go. Um, that's on me. Uh, I played the Rome Adunes clip when, when he had one for a quarterback. So uh, we'll, we'll, we'll play that one next time. So there you go. But that's what we're going to be doing. So these are the names that you need to know. Last week, it was Ben Sanat, big tight end, Kansas State. This week, it's Roma Dunes from Washington. So those are your two games, our two names, excuse me. And we're going to jump in to one last little uh, little promo here, and we'll bring this one home. All right, I want to take a moment today to talk to you about data analysis. The data analysis tool, we listen to the users, what do you want, what do you need, and we made it happen. We added popular reports like a fantasy scoring report, air yards report, and if you want to create a new report but you don't necessarily want to look through every field, we have quick results. Hey, show me the most popular passing data. Show me the most popular rushing data, fantasy data. Done. And the thing just is much faster than it's ever been. And the report builder got a lot easier. I mean, check this out. We break it down into offense, defense. Show me just fantasy data elements. And then when you get results, hey, show me by draft year. Let's take a look at just certain players that played a certain number of snaps or a certain number of games last year. This is the tool that so many of you have been asking for, plus a bunch of dream features that Billy wanted and Cody wanted and I wanted and Dario wanted. So go to the Fantasy Tools section, click on Data Analysis, or go to playerprofiler.com slash data dash analysis. There you go. Data dash analysis. Go check that out. That's a good, We love data. Love Usable it. data. Correct. Relevant data. Not like arbitrary data this is the good this is the good kind of data the good data all right we got five games to go and we'll get the uh the hell up out of here cowboys at the cardinals dude it's stock up tony pollard bell cow i'll be curious to see what they do with him at the end of the season so he's an example of a guy of the conversation again that we were having on our patron pre-show pod that i'm not ready to pay up a lot for right now because injuries scare the bejesus out of me. But you got to be stock up on Tony Pollard. He's doing great. And Rico Dwaddle's done significant, not significant, he's done measurable work, work that can be measured. Yeah, I think Rico's definitely, I mean, easily the handcuff there in case, you know, I'm a Tony Pollard manager, got Rico right behind him in case something happens. This work that Tony Pollard is getting is insane. I think actually the coaching staff was on quote saying that literally like, no, Tony has a lot of endurance. He's going to be okay with this. So it is once again, use it wheels up for Tony Pollard. Um, Mine actually is on the Cardinals side. I was like very down on the offense for them all year. And I was like kind of fading the entire team. I think Josh Dobbs is going to make this entire team at least decently fantasy relevant. They're going to be trailing in games a lot. I think they're at least going to put up some points. If you need a short-term fix at quarterback, I think you might be worth getting Josh Dobbs just for this year. He seems like he's decent. He's got some rushing upside. Uh, He's not actually killed Marquise Brown's, uh, you know, fantasy stock. And somehow James Conner has been doing phenomenal. I'm taking the L on on the Cardinals for my own fantasy stock this year. I just was out. But I I think they've been kind of good, and they're going to be losing by a lot. So I think there's going to be a lot of garbage time, which we'd love garbage time in fantasy. We do, and there was the theory. It was Michael Lombardi who put it out there from the Lombardi Line podcast 
former NFL GM. And, you know, he put it out there that due to the injury risk and the amount of money they could owe Kyler Murray if he got hurt this year. Right. I'm just wondering if the play of Joshua Dobbs is going to keep him as the QB one all year. And they're not, they're ever going to take Kyler Murray off. It's a fascinating thought concept, but Carolina at the Seahawks. Uh, big shout out to the Seahawks for not only covering the spread, but making my survivor pool go forward. Yeah. But it's it stocked down on Bryce Young. I mean, we're, 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 he's already missed game three of his yeah. career, and it's different. And people will say, what about Anthony Richardson? He got kabonged in the head, and like he like snapped his head back. And this, this is an ankle injury, and he's a diminutive fellow as, as it is. And this offense has not looked good. Um, may, maybe I, I was like hoping for like, you know, notes of Drew Brees to his game, you know, something like that. He, I'm very, very concerned. Now he doesn't have any weapons when Adam Thielen's your, your wide receiver one, by the way, don't go out and overpay for Keenan Allen, go offer a third for Adam Thielen. You know, he's going to get that Keenan Allen volume all year because he's the only show in town as long as he's healthy. And, you know, he, he had a 20-point game with, with Bryce Young and a 30-point game with the Red Rocket. That's yeah. a dog dick, by the way. Um, but but anyway, I'm stocked down on Bryce Young. Yeah, Bryce, apparently, so like you said with Richardson, the difference here is like almost like he probably could have gone, but almost like the coaching staff saw like the deer in headlights look and was like, you know what? You're kind of iffy. Let's just give you a week to regroup and kind of gather it back. It's just not, not been pretty so far. Um, mine is actually stocked down JSN um it's not been a pretty start to the season at all he was under his first i mean i know he was a little bit i think it was questionable but he was under 50 percent snap share this week he was only 44 percent of the snaps almost got out snapped by jake bobo that is yes jake bobo who caught one pass uh for five yard touchdown pass but the targets are down he had three targets one catch 10 yards um obviously long term i think he's fine but this guy is a guy that struggled with some injuries over his career and and you know he was went the wide receiver one in all rookie drafts pretty much. Um, I just this is going to be tough. I think this exact season, if you're expecting a lot out of the rookie, um, you know, hope he comes around the second half of the season. But it has been a really rough start. And if he been, you know, he's a little banged up. It's just, yeah. All right, let's go to Sunday night football. The Steelers at the Raiders. There's actually a lot of ways you could go, but I'm going to give you one that you could probably get a discount on. And for me, it's stock up Deontay Johnson. Now, not his actual stock up because he played well. For me, his stock up is because I've seen the importance of his role in this offense. And with him not in there, the offense doesn't look the same. Mm-hmm. It, it does not keep you, – you don't have that possession guy, the guy that gets, you know, 10 targets a game. You don't have that, that Chris Godwin, that – their version of Justin Jefferson, I'm going to be real honest, the guy that they – Keenan Allen, whatever whatever name you want to plug in there, the guy that they look to to get the 10 targets to move the chains. I think George Pickens is fine in a boundary wide receiver type role. Calvin uh, Calvin Austin can potentially win you a week in best ball. Yep. Pat Fryermuth is okay. Jalen Warren's catching balls. I'm about a week away from taking the L on Najee for the season. But you can see that Deontay Johnson is the catalyst that allows everybody to operate at a better level. And I'm not going to let two weeks against teams like Cleveland and teams like San Francisco push me off of this offense. 
Deontay Johnson, I think his stock is going to be up, and he's someone who's going to be very helpful if he can come back from that hamstring. What about you in this game? So you bring him up, Jalen Warren. I'm going to say stock up on him. It's just it's inevitable. Uh, he's clearly the better running back there already, which is kind of crazy. Uh, so I think you can still kind of get him for pretty cheap right now before he probably takes over that backfield. Uh, now, Najee's probably still going to be there. You know, next year he's still under contract as well. But I just think Jalen Warren, they love him there. He's at least going to split that. He's the receiving down back. It's just very obvious when Najee's in the game that it's clearly going to be a run play. It's just like that's not really good. You don't want that. You don't want it to be obvious when the guy's out there. Like you need a guy that can do both. That's Jalen Warren. I think he's a hard runner. He's just, like I said, the coaching staff loves him. That's a, That goes a long way. Um, so I think it's a good time to get in on Jalen for sure before he eventually takes over. All right, one of two Monday night football games. Eagles went down to the Buccaneers, and it's got to be stock up on DeAndre Swift. Oh, it's yeah. volume on volume on volume. Here is my only concern. Now, I'll tell you why I think it's working for him is for the same reason why DeAndre Swift worked in Georgia. You run behind a really good offensive line with good weapons around you. It's like, ta-da, see what you can do with a guy like this. But this kind of bums me out. I was actually hoping he was going to continue his week one pace and not do very well this season because we were right around the time where I was going to start wanting to buy. And uh, unfortunately, he's played well. Um, I think his value is back. I cannot see myself paying the 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 cost that he was at i wanted to get depressed deandre swift because he'll be a free agent in the offseason but man his stock right now is currently through the roof i mean who is your guy in this game you're the eagles fan no it's deandre swift this you know i've been talking about him all offseason that was my guy uh, you know his ambiguous backfield here it was always swift uh they love Gainwell, and he got a lot of carries week one and he was kind of the main guy there, uh, but no, it was it's, it's Swift, man, and he is clearly the best running back there by a landslide. I could have probably gained at least 10 yards on that one hole. Like, I th someone did a Photoshop. It was like seven DeAndre Swifts fit wide there. It was just crazy hole. Um, the issue with Swift, and this is obvious with any Eagles running back, anytime they're inside the two-yard line, it's going to be Jalen Hurts scooping them up. So he's going to have to score probably from outside the five. Um but he is the guy. He's going to get a ton of yards. He's going to get. He's going to be the catch, pass catching back too. I think as well. Um, I think they might even use him in Gainwell as well. Um, so yeah, I think Alamadeus Zacchaeus. It's going to be our slot guy for a little bit. Uh, so that kind of I think hurts Swift a little bit. I thought they might actually use him and then Gainwell in the backfield. Uh, but it's clear the two of them, Rashad Penny, is dust. And uh, yeah, but back to your point, I still don't know if you can really buy Swift right now. He's pretty high peak, and I don't think without the high touchdown upside, I think that's going to kind of hurt his cause. But he's back, man. And, and you know, you mentioned the re the receptions. He's only had seven targets, right, in three games, right. So he's averaging two targets a game. That's right. that's that was my number one concern of him coming coming down the the. The, with I, the trade to Philadelphia, it was like it was the last of the lack of passing targets. He just, there I was, still there think was they'll no. they'll pass more. Uh, I believe the week one, week one, I kind of just he played twenty nine percent of snaps. He did still have two targets, but he has three targets and then two targets the last two weeks, which is not good. But I think it should still climb up. 
Um, I just don't ever see this being a high-volume passing game to the running back. And you already mentioned the touchdown, yeah. and he's split with Kenneth Gainwell. I just don't think you could get him for a fair price. But his I, stock I totally is, agree. And his stock yeah. is completely up. One last game. I'm going to let you go first. I'm going to let you go first on this one because I want to share a story. Story time with Uncle Memphis here in just a second. But it was the Los Angeles Rams going to Cincinnati to take on the Bengals. Who was your stock up, stock down? My stock down, and this pains me to say, is actually Joe Burrow. Um, this injury is going to be a problem. Uh, it sounds like he shouldn't even be playing right now, and it's going to affect the offense. He he doesn't even look like he can really throw deep balls. He's trying to basically get balls out really quick. Um, seems like he should. This is an injury that only will get better if he actually rests and doesn't play, which I think he's out there trying to save the season, as I think he should, probably should. And Because he can, if he can still kind of get out there, he should. And Jake Browning is not a good backup. <laughs> So they're pretty much screwed if he goes out. I think if they actually lost that game, that was probably going to be sit down for three to four weeks for him for sure. Uh, so basically, I guess I, in a roundabout way, it's just almost a stock down for the entire offense, mostly the pass catchers. Chase is not going to pay off for at least like what you probably paid for him for looking for this year. Now, long-term, he's still a wide receiver too. I think that's a lock for sure, and this is eventually going to be better. But for right now, and if you're looking for like immediate returns, this season is rough for the Bengals, but I'll let you uh, I'll let you go ahead and tell your story here. Yeah, this this one's T Baggins. You know, old T T Higgins is is back to killing people. He had the good week, he had the bad week. The problem is, is that he's already valued. We had this conversation the other day. That's where the story comes from in our patron group chat. We were having this discussion the other day, and it was like I get why people would like him. I think what you want, and this is how my mind works. I'm always looking to buy. It's the, you know what? Here's a free one. This is, you know, you don't have to go to the patron to get this because I'll give you the premise. Go Google Warren Buffett, the last puff of the cigar. And not, it won't be the last puff, but that's what I'm looking for with T. Higgins. I want his value to continue to decrease. Because like right now in, in Dynasty Startups, he's supposed to be going ahead of Michael Pittman Jr. Are you sure? Are you sure you're sure? Because I don't think you should be you should be so sure. But what's going to happen is that I don't think they're going to have the money to re-sign him because at the end of this season, Jamar Chase is going to be eligible for his extension. He's going to want his money. And I think T. Higgins is the guy who ends up walking. And when he walks away, more than likely, he winds up as a team's wide receiver one. And when he does that, depending on where he lands and who he lands opposite of, there's going to be a tremendous uptick in value. Then I think, you know, hypothetically, the Chargers cut Mike Williams. You know, he's an older guy. I think he's been in the league since like 16, 17, you know, year seven, eight. They just say, hey, Mike, thanks for your time. And and they want to sign, you know, T. Higgins, maybe Carolina. That's throws the, a, tre- a, a, a tremendous amount of money. Houston throws a tremendous amount of money. Indianapolis, but they, they're going to pay Pittman. But he's going to wind up somewhere, and that value is going to come back. It's just like right now, this is you mentioned it. Part of it's Joe Burrow. Part of it's the offense. Part of it, it's, it's whose turn is it. And for those reasons, I'm down on T. Higgins, but I'm not down on Jerry. Jerry will be back. He'll be back. We'll be doing more Dynasty Warzone. Kev, man, it's been great having you as our producer, but uh, I got to say the people are liking you out in front of the microphone. We might have to make this a uh, a three-man booth at some point, but 
You've done a tremendous job filling in. I'm going to give you the opportunity here in a couple of weeks. I'm going to be in Las Vegas. Ooh. It's going to it's going to be the producer Kevin and Jerry show. They can talk all kinds of shit about me. So what do you think about that? <laughs> uh, you know, Dad's not home. It's going to be it's going to be absolute chaos of just Jerry and I. You know, here, people you know? do love a good. You know, I I, I don't think that people don't like me because you know they've been listening for a <laughs> long time. Yeah. But I, I do think they like the occasional break when I'm not here, and it's 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 Jerry, and we've had our we've had tons of people over the years fill in, whether it's Kyle August, Jesse from the Dynasty War. I mean, we've had a lot of fill in co-hosts over the years, but you know Jerry's going to be here in a couple of weeks. He'll be holding it down. I'll be out in the Viva Lost Wages. But I just want to thank you guys for listening. Thank you so much. I've mentioned it. It's like a. It just comes up in conversation of the show, the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. Come check it out. You can send me an email, dynastywarzone at Gmail, if you have any questions about the patron. Um, you know, you know, I, I guess when I think of the of the of the patron, it's just the way that we keep the lights on. And and, and I don't think there's a better way of, of of saying it than this. And I make nothing. Zero. Zilch. By the time I pay all my scientists, all my people in my in my research department, lab coats, gets a wash. Well, why you do it then, baby Billy? Well, because I'm selfless. And I want to heal as many people as the dear Lord lets me. Yeah, we just want to keep the lights on. Selfless o- o- over here. But but if you're not ready to be a patron, you know what? You could subscribe on the audio podcast. You could subscribe to the Dynasty War Zone and the Player Profiler. And same thing if you're a YouTuber. Dynasty Warzone and Player Profiler. Subscribe to both. The Podfather always says it's the best listeners in fantasy. And for well, sure, well I, well, well, I agree. So, Kevin, what you got, man? You got any, any words of wisdom for these folks as we wrap this thing up and head on down the road? I just want to say that Patreon's worth it just for the group chat alone. There are some highly intelligent people there that are even more intelligent, maybe, than the two of us. There's, it's a great group mm, chat. No, 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 no. That's a great community. More more intelligent than you for sure. I'm not sure they've <laughs> they've reached. No, I'm just kidding. It's it's a tremendous great it's community. A tremendous it's tremendous great of people. Yeah, for five bucks a month, you get bonus podcasts, help with your rosters. It's all in there, and we thank you guys for being here. But on behalf of that man, his name is producer Kevin. We call him Smicky. On behalf of producer Kevin, I am Memphis, and we'll be back here next week with more Dynasty goodness. And here at the Dynasty War Zone, we're just here to make the place a better place, make the world a better place for fantasy football. I got to get out of here. I miss Jerry. (laughs) Bye-bye. gonna make the fucking difference between winning and losing. We won a game yesterday. And if we win one today, that's two in a row. We win one tomorrow, that's called a winning streak.